Hey guys, and welcome to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast. I'm Alex Fasulo, your host, six-figure freelance writer, serial entrepreneur, Fiverr Pro seller, and digital nomad. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about working for yourself online as a freelancer today. I've been freelancing for over six years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. Welcome back to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast where we chat all things remote work, freelancing, mindset, and financial freedom. This week, I am very excited to welcome on my girl and buddy and fellow freelance writer, Colleen Welsh. Colleen approaches freelancing on a part-time basis, which I'm excited to talk about. 10 to 20 hours per week, love it. She brought in $70,000 last year and is averaging $5,000 a month right now, which is incredible. She is also the owner of the Freelance Writer's Guide and spends time on social media teaching other people about the world of freelance writing with 112,000 followers on TikTok. Go, Colleen. She specializes in writing blogs and general copywriting for beauty brands, but does take on work in other industries as well. With that, Colleen, hi, buddy. Hi, buddy. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. I'm still laughing from your YouTube video I just watched. I never knew I needed to subscribe to your YouTube channel, but I might binge it. I don't know how many videos you have, but I think that's what I'm going to do now. (laughs) Please do. I have like a dozen videos. I took a break for the summer so I could just vibe and relax because as you know, I live in Ohio, so we have to take advantage of the nice You do. You do. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be back in the fall with more YouTube videos. And you have a menagerie outside your window. I see live on your Instagram daily. There's a lot of animals on your porch. <laughs> yeah, well, I actually just had a bunny move in. So okay. my first bunny in my yard. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, we, we love the animals. I probably shouldn't feed them, but every once in a while. Oh, I would. If I'm, I mean, I'm making a salad and there's just like extra like little odds and ends. Yeah. And Start about the yard. How oh. about it, children? Totally. Hysterical. Guys, if you're not following her on Instagram, you should go follow her because it's packed with both freelance writing tips and live videos of animals in her yard. So I don't know what more you could possibly want from a social media channel. (laughs) All right. So I know your story. It's an exciting and just very interesting backstory. So why don't you briefly share with the listeners how you arrived at freelance writing where it is for you today because I know you arrived at it multiple times so why don't you tell everyone about it yeah so I didn't get into freelancing until my late 20s so you know if you're a little bit older there's no such thing as getting started too late yeah I had tried freelancing twice and failed at it before I made it happen on the third try. Mm. And honestly, that was because I had no clue what I I was doing. And I was also partying way too much. So I just wasn't really taking it seriously. And I think a lot of that just had to do with like a lack of self-confidence and self-esteem. If I had really love myself and believe that I deserve to have my dreams come true, I probably would have buckled down and just done it a lot sooner. But you Hmm. you you live and you learn. So I made the switch to freelancing full time in 2017. I had Mm -hmm. been laid off from my job. So I knew that I was not going to have a job like six months ahead of time. And I 
did a lot of research and prepared. And then the summer of 2017, I started freelancing by myself. And I was really lucky at that time because I had worked with someone who did freelance web design. So he gave me some like tips on what to do about taxes and health insurance. Mm -hmm. But I just immediately ran out of money. <laughs> and oh, instead no. of, so at the time I was living in Los Angeles, which is obviously a very expensive place. Mm-hmm. And my dream was to be able to freelance full time so that I could work remotely and then I could just travel the world as a digital nomad. Yep. And I knew I had to get out of LA if I wanted to make that happen because I had to drastically cut my living expenses if I wanted to keep freelancing. So I moved in with my parents in Ohio (laughs) and I spent a year working out of my office in the basement of their house. I really grinded for that year. I worked my ass off. Sorry, I don't know if I can swear. Uh, Oh, no. Yes, you can. We've had very interesting topics on here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I worked my ass off for a year. I read lots of books on entrepreneurship, especially like service-based businesses, small businesses. Mm -hmm. So I was very like investing a lot of time in my education at that point. And just how to be the best copywriter I possibly could. And one year into doing that, I got this mysterious offer on Upwork to do a project for Olay for $20,000, which I forgot to mention that at this point I was 12K in credit card debt. So like the 20,000 after the fees and taxes were taken out was enough to pay off my credit cards and buy a one-way flight to Europe and like pay for an apartment for the first month that I was there. So yeah, it was all meant to be. So in 2018, I just took a one-way flight to Paris and why not? Why not? And I really had a great time traveling. I traveled for a little over a year and then I came back in the fall of 2019 was going to do holidays in Ohio. And then, you know, COVID happened. I bought a house in Cleveland across the street from my best friend. Love it. And then the house required like $30,000 worth of emergency repairs. I'm over houses. Like I'm over it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. None of that was on the home inspection. So that's kind of required. Yeah level up my game a little bit, which yeah, it, everything happens for a reason. But yeah, I, I'm, I feel like my story has just gotten so long. Sorry. I just kind of ran. No, no, it's, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's great. Cause I, I have a bunch of stuff I want to like pick apart. Yeah. After. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, oh, you're cool. done. okay. I didn't know if you were going to, I don't know if you were coming to like 2021. All right. We're stopping that. Uh, okay, well, good. I think, I think now I'm at a, a place where I've worked really hard to get where I am. And I just, it, you know, um, enjoying the fruits of my labor. And at this, at this point, my business isn't my top focus anymore. I'm more focused on building a community in Cleveland where I live and, you know, dating and all that fun stuff. Okay. I love that. So I want to talk about the mindset that you had to have the third time you've tried freelance writing that worked for you. 
because if you failed at it twice before, naturally a lot of people would have given up by then and say, you know what, this isn't for me, this clearly isn't gonna work out, whatever. What was your headspace to come back a third time and almost be, you know, humble enough to give it a try again? Well, honestly, and I don't know if we can talk about this, but I did shrooms for the first time. Yeah, you can talk about whatever you want. <laughs> so that was in February 2017. Okay. And I just feel like it knocked a lot of stuff into place in my head. It mm. really, like, I just realized... I only have this one life on earth and yep. I don't want to spend it going to some office doing shit that I hate doing and only mm -hmm. getting paid like a certain amount. And I have to be there at eight 30 in the morning. Like I have insomnia. I can't, I can't live like that. Yeah. And you know, you only get two up two vacation weeks per year and like five sick days. And I'm like, I just, there's gotta be another way. I can't live yeah. in the matrix like this anymore. So mm -hmm. that was pretty much it. I was like, I will do anything and I will figure it out because I'm not going to give up this time. All right. Can I make that the thumbnail for this YouTube video? Like, does shrooms becomes freelance writer? No, I'm just sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm pro use of psychedelics in a responsible okay. manner. Wow. No, I mean, that's, I'm so open to any and everything. I love hearing just about different things and different approaches to everything. So that's so interesting to me. So you came off of your shrooms feeling like, holy shit, you know, I have one life. Am I living it the way I want to live it? Is that, you know, and then you just suddenly you're like, I'm going to start living it the way I want to live it. Exactly. And I didn't want to live out of fear anymore. I think so many yeah. people live their whole lives in fear of going after what they really want. Mm -hmm. And you know what you want. You're so lucky, first of all, to even have an idea what you want. And you shouldn't yeah. let your fear stop you. What like advice would you give someone right now who wants to have that certainty about what to do with their lives? Do you have like any mindset tricks or would you just tell them to go do shrooms? <laughs> <laughs> you have the opportunity. No, <laughs> I think that... You have to uh, approach life with a learning mindset. Like you are not going to know everything ever. Mm -hmm. You're never going to know everything. And every day you can learn a little bit more and you're going to get a little bit closer to whatever the truth is, but you're never going to know. I mean, I've been doing this for four years and I still don't know everything. That's living. And that's what's fun about life is you never exactly. know where you're going to end up and you don't know what's going to happen. You just have to be open to it. And just, you know, catch a wave and just ride it. See where it goes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I know I'm the, I'm in the same place as you right now when you were saying that you're focusing more on like dating and your health and and kind of enjoying almost the stability that you have now created for yourself, if anything is actually ever stable. But you've put in the time and the effort to create a life for you that works for what you want and what you need. You said you're up all night, so you need a life that is, you know, accommodating of that. Now, I know you say you do this part-time. Do you do anything else or do you use your time to just like enrich yourself and your life and your experiences? Yeah, so I work a total of no more than 20 hours per week on both my freelance copywriting and my coaching business. So that's mm -hmm. 20 total and usually it's more around 15. Now that's pure hours of work. So I use yeah. a timer to track like exactly how much I'm working. That's not like me saying I work between like 12 and five, three days a week. It's because yeah, yeah. like that. it's, 
whenever I feel like work and I work. Yeah. But the rest of the time, yeah, it's just a lot of hanging out. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really have No, I mean, it's I not even a question a lot. I'm like, well, I go to the gym and then, you know, I eat, I practice Spanish, <laughs> really clean my house. I hang out with my best yeah, friend but across the street. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, I think there's something toxic about the world today that you have to fill every single second with monetary productivity because, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think that's backwards and that's human beings never lived like that until like the 1950s. So sometimes I think people get caught up in it because they think it's what they ought to do. But when you think about like history, this whole concept of only getting two weeks of vacation is like very new. I don't think it's working out that well, really, for people like or the environment or the planet in general. So I love having people on here so everyone listening can hear that you work 15 to 20 hours a week. You make more than the average person does at a nine to five job. And you can like, relax sometimes or go to the gym or read a book or, you know all those things are still important it's not like you're not doing anything you're you're doing stuff but stuff that you want to do yeah I mean we weren't put on this earth to be productive and make money no and I heard like a really good quote the other day I don't know I was listening to a podcast and whether it's God the universe whatever it is to you to me it's God it was saying like God didn't put you here to be productive for him or whatever. Like, he already can take care of it. Or the universe, like, they, they already, like, they are they got it on lock. Like, you're just, you're just here still. So, you know, just try not to be miserable while you are. Yeah. Maybe try and help other human beings along the way because they're in the same, you know, shit pile that you're in. And you don't need to prove to God that you're, like, this hyper-productive person. Like, he, he gets it. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I just like the way I heard that it it made me think about it in a different way. But okay, so for people listening, what services exactly do you offer? And then I want you to also talk about how you are not on Fiverr. So everyone, you know, is always on Fiverr. And I love that you're not. I want to hear about that. So as a freelance copywriter, the number one service that I offer is blog posts. I write blog Mm. posts mostly for businesses in the beauty industry. I also do website copy, product descriptions, branding. Mm -hmm. I don't do that stuff as much anymore, though. I pretty much just focus on blog posts because I really enjoy writing them. And I like that it is a recurring project with the same client over years. And you can build a real relationship with your client and deliver great content for them. Okay. And how much of your business would you say is like returning clients? Because you're, you know, you're doing the real freelancing off of the platforms, the the day one freelancing. So how much of your business is people who come back? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I I pretty much only work with recurring clients or someone that I feel is going to be a recurring client at this point, because it is too much mental energy for me to onboard someone just yeah. for like a $600 project. You know, I want to make sure that this is going to go on for many months, hopefully. Yeah. So then where, I, I know people would now ask, where do you go find these clients? <laughs> where, where are they hanging out? Yeah. So I don't go find them. They yeah. find me. So but anyone who's listening to this, like has to understand that I have been doing this for a few years. Yeah. So if you do want to get to that point, you know, you need to make sure that you have a beautiful looking website with your portfolio on Mm -hmm. it. You need to make sure that you have a very professional 
process from start to finish for the client so that they feel comfortable with you and, you know, they're going to recommend you to other people. Mm -hmm. You need to have your LinkedIn profile built out because I do Mm -hmm. get people contacting me through LinkedIn quite Mm -hmm. often or they'll find my website or through Upwork. So Alex mentioned that I don't do Fiverr and the reason why I don't do Fiverr is first of all, when in 2017, when I started freelancing, it just wasn't as big of a thing, but also I'm like, I'm not doing anything for $5. (laughs) No, (laughs) I won't even smile at someone for $5. Like, (laughs) especially like when I was living in LA and it just like, wasn't, it wasn't worth it to me. I needed more money than that. So from the very beginning, I was like, I got to find a way to make like a lot of money from this pretty fast. Yeah. And how I found clients when I started was through my network. So I had already been working for a few years at that point, actually for like five. Mm. So I did know people in a professional capacity. I told everyone what I was doing and like asked around and I did find clients doing that. They're like, Oh, I know some lady with a skincare line and she needs help. So that that works. You have to be brave enough to tell people that you are now a writer and are looking for work. Yep. Most people won't laugh at you. And if they do, they suck and you shouldn't talk to them anymore because they're not your friend. Exactly. (laughs) Also just cold pitching clients, just sending them an email because I had worked in marketing for a beauty brand before I was a freelancer. So I knew how the blog was just neglected. Nobody had time for it. Mm -hmm. Nobody cared about it except for me. And I realized that there must be dozens, if not hundreds of other beauty brands with the same problem. They have this website with a blog. No one's updating the blog. No one has time for it. And if I just emailed them and showed them that I could write for them, then maybe they would hire me. Yeah. Now, okay, what would be some tips you would give someone to creating an effective cold pitch? Like what should go in that email if you want to win a brand over? So there's two things we have to think about here. Because cold pitching is a numbers game. You're going to send out, I recommend people send 100 per month. So that's a lot. So you want your cold pitch to be one that you can kind of have set up as a template. So you can just use the same one over and over again for each client. You have to change it enough so that they're not going to immediately mark it as spam. So finding like a nice balance with like a little bit of a Mad Lib style where you can plug in their name and like a few things about them that you like, but then just kind of tell the same story about yourself over and over again. So really focus on first things first, just tell them what the point of the email is. I'm contacting you because I want to write your blog. Like that should be at the very beginning. Don't be like, my name is blah, blah, blah. And like, nobody cares. Like, Why are you emailing me? And then, then you can go into your introduction and say what you can help with and why you're a good choice. And if you don't have professional writing experience, that's okay. But what you do need to have is a good base of knowledge and a passion about the subject. Because, you know, if you're contacting someone who has their own, I'll just use a beauty example, because I work in beauty. But if you're contacting someone who has a CBD skincare line, and you're really interested in CBD and skincare, 
make that known to the person because they want to work with someone who's on the same page as them and who Mm -hmm. gets it because there's nothing worse than hiring a writer who doesn't know anything about skincare. Like I once had a guy that I was like trying to subcontract for, or he was trying to subcontract for me and he like didn't know like what lotion did. And I'm like, I can't help you. (laughs) No, no, that's that's too far, too far gone. (laughs) Just make sure you communicate that you do have knowledge and passion around the subject. And then definitely link to some writing samples because people need to see what you can do. It's all about the portfolio. No one cares where you went to school. I have to ask this because you put it in your YouTube video. How much do you pay in taxes though? (laughs) God. Do you know how often I get that? I get it every day of my life. Oh, and I start, people don't get my sarcasm like on TikTok. I'm convinced like Gen Z doesn't understand sarcasm. I'll write back to them like, yeah, let me send you my tax return. Can you just give me your address? Like, and I'm, I'm kidding. I'm joking when I say that and I'll send that to people and they'll write back like, wait, are you serious? I'm, I'm, I'm like, like well, my no. tax return right now and tell you. <laughs> no, I'm not mailing you my tax return. You know, people are so nosy. It's just like everybody pays taxes, so I don't understand why, like, that's a question. Like, why is that even an interesting question? Like, if we're all in America, we're all paying taxes, or we should be anyway. Okay, so last year I made 70000 around $70,000, and I paid $10,000 in taxes. Now, I don't keep all that money. When I say $70,000, I have people that work for me and I have, you know, a lot of different services I had to pay for out of that. But yeah, I paid $10,000 in taxes. That sounds pretty standard and that doesn't sound crazy. And I don't know why people kind of cling to that as their like reason why they're not going to try it. It's really not that hard. (laughs) But I didn't have an accountant for the first three years. So I was a freelancer. Yeah, I used TurboTax, I think, the first, like, three years that I did this. And then I got a CPA once I started, like, all these different side hustles. And now I'm like, this is crazy now. I need help. Speaking of side hustles, although this is kind of like your main hustle still, the Freelance Writer's Guide. I love the graphic design stuff you do with it, by the way. I love, like, the colors. I repost it to my Instagram story all the time. I love the branding. What gave you the idea for it? And what is it? What is the Freelance Writer's Guide? So the Freelance Writer's Guide is my educational resource on how to be a freelance writer, how to do what I do and what you do, because basically as soon as I started having some success with it, people were like, well, how can I do that? And after COVID started, a few of my friends got laid off. So then they were really asking about it. And I realized that I have a lot of knowledge on this subject that apparently other people don't have because you see people like struggling to stay afloat or they're like accepting rates that are like one cent per word. So first of all, it was realizing that I did have knowledge to share with other people. Yeah. So I put together a course and I will say like I had help with this. My assistant Lindsay helps me with all these things, but we put together a course and we had started like posting blog posts and Instagram posts about it and stuff. But then when I got on TikTok, things really took off, let's just say. Yeah. So on TikTok, on YouTube, on 
my website, thefreelancewritersguide.com. We have tons of free resources and information about how to be a freelancer. And I mean, I feel pretty confident that if you, if one wanted to, they could take all the information on there, put together a plan, execute it and get clients and make money. And I have had people totally. tell me that that's what they have done, which is amazing. I love to hear that. Cause I mean, yeah. I just feel like freelancing has given me my life back. And if I could just give that to another person, mm-hmm. that makes me happy. But I love that. if there, if people want more guidance, I also have a course called the freelance writer's guide to the galaxy. And it is a step-by-step game plan for how to be a freelance writer. So if you need someone that is like literally like step one, do this now, step two, do this step three. And then like in the middle oh, of it, yeah. have me personally review your portfolio and make sure you're good to go. So you can go out and get clients. There's that. I think I might be turning that into a membership soon, actually, but TBD on that. And then I also do one-on-one coaching to help people get their businesses launched. I love it. I mean, guys, you know, I feel like you can never learn enough about freelancing and freelance writing. Plus, Colleen does it in such a different way than me that even if you've read my stuff before, whatever, that doesn't mean you shouldn't go read her stuff because I encourage everyone after a year or two on Fiverr to get off of Fiverr. Don't make that your forever thing. So if Fiverr were to go under, disappear, your business is gone. Right. So, you know, Colleen's a great resource for building out your own personal business that you own and nobody else owns and you can take control of your life with it and all that good stuff. Now, I know you probably have this all over your website, but let's say there's a person listening right now who wants to do this so badly and they just they just can't execute you know, they're, they're overthinking it. They are just, they're their own worst enemy. What would you say to them right now about doing this? I would say go to tomatotimer.com and set like the Pomodoro, which is 25 minutes and just spend 25 minutes working towards your business. I love it. And also don't make it researching make it like an action because if you're like me you've already been researching this stuff for a year but it's time to actually make some money moves and get going really what is the worst that can happen what like you fail someone laughs at you who cares at least you tried most people don't even try most people will just sit around whining about how much they hate their life until they die and you don't (laughs) want to be like that you have this one precious life and what is literally what is the worst that can happen? I say that all the time to people. Sometimes I feel like though there's a moment when they're supposed to actually hear that and I, you know, you can't like wake everyone up or help them break out of the matrix. Yeah. They, they have to like be ready to do it. And that's why I do. And I know you do like, that's why I create all these free things for people. Cause I'm like, maybe they're on my TikTok right now telling me to go die, but maybe in like five years, they're going to have a like coming to moment. And, like, this podcast will be, like, right there for them. You, you just never know. You know. I'm always here. <laughs> yeah, like, we're, we're going to be here. We're not going anywhere. Oh, are you singing anytime soon? Like, do we have any singing shows on the horizon? I love that you sing. Oh, well, thank you. Well, right now, going into the winter, my focus is going to be to finish my album. And then next spring slash summer, I'll be releasing it. And I want to like do it right. You know, having music videos, like really investing in it and doing the best that I can. Oh my God. I mean, 
the fuck not? Right? Like, yeah. let's do a music video. Like, let's just do it. Who cares? Like, uh, I'm luckily at a point in my life where everyone I surround myself with is positive and cool. I'm sure, like, my ex boyfriend will be like, what a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You know, most of the time when people are with you, they're just projecting their own bullshit. So who who cares what they say? Wait, I don't know you're making an album. Like, is there going to be an album release party? Like, I will fly to Ohio for this and hang out with the Groundhog. Like, I will come for this. There should be an album release party. Yes. I shouldn't invite you to my Halloween party, but we can talk about that offline. Wait, are you as obsessed with Halloween as I am? Because I, like, live for it. Yes, I love Halloween. But, oh, yeah. So I also decided for my YouTube, I'm going to, like, incorporate my music into it more, but, like, in a silly way. Like, I just feel like people oh, will remember these concepts better if there's a silly song to go with it yeah. <laughs> I, you know what I feel like we're in such agreement me and you the world is so serious today that I feel like everyone's problems could be fixed if they just either lightened up or like just laugh at the joke like if someone makes a joke like just laugh just like just loosen up yeah <laughs> just relax just relax <laughs> like go sing the songs wait what kind of music do you sing I feel like I've asked you this. It's like, you know, pop. Although okay. the song I'm working on now is a country song. Okay, so it's eclectic. It's a mix. Yeah. I like, I listen to a lot of different types of music, so I'm sure that that will be Me too. reflected. I was working I on one track recently, and I'm like, this, someone needs to rap on this. Oh my it's God. It's not going to be me, but someone. <laughs> I don't know. It might be. If you do like shrooms one more night, you might wake up the next day and be like, I can do this. I rap in the privacy of my own home. I don't, no one needs to hear it though, except at karaoke. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Do you love karaoke? Why do we love all the same things? I'm like, how is this happening? I think we just, we must be the same on the Enneagram scale or something. Okay. Yeah. Wait, I just took it and I got. Eight, seven, three, I think. I think I'm a three wing four. Okay, so no. No. <laughs> not even close. You're not an Aquarius. No, I am. Oh, you are? That's, we talked yeah. about this before, yes. Wait, we must have similar charts, like the rising and moon. I'm Aquarius sun, Aquarius rising, and my moon sign is Gemini. Okay, no, okay. Mine's rising Capricorn, sun Aquarius, moon Capricorn. Interesting. Yeah, a lot of Capricorn got in there. And you know what's funny? No, no hate to any Capricorns listening this, listening to this, but four people in my life have like mildly ruined my life and all of them have been Capricorns. And isn't that interesting? interesting. They're, like my, they're like my kryptonite. And I like can't stay away, but I also am partly that. So I've been trying to like just dive into that. <laughs> That's a lot to unpack. <laughs> yeah. We'll unpack it later. Sorry, everyone listening. We're, I'm on a tangent here. All right, Colleen, tell everyone where can they go follow you and work with you? So you can, if you're interested in freelance writing, you can follow me on Instagram or TikTok at the Freelance Writer's Guide. Also, if you are interested in my music, my music career, I also post on I have a personal Instagram at Colleen Welsh. And if you would like to work with me, have me teach you how to freelance write, we could work one-on-one together, visit thefreelancewritersguide.com. That's where you'll find all my free resources, 
information about coaching and my course, The Freelance Writer's Guide to the Galaxy. And also, if you're listening to this and you're like, I need a blogger to write about my skincare line, you can check out my portfolio at glossytype.com. Beautiful. Thank you, Colleen. I also feel like in the future, I feel like uh, stand-up comedy is coming for you at some point. I don't know. Yeah, I've done it before and I'm sure I'll do it again. (laughs) Good, good. I'm glad I'm tapping into something. All right. Thank you so much, Colleen. Thank you, Alex.